This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If Dave Grohl is waiting on a war, he may not be waiting long. Courtney Love, the widow of his former bandmate Kurt Cobain, it posted some weird stuff on the weekend, Jim, hmm. on social media. She attacked Dave Grohl over the Nirvana royalties agreement saying that Dave is not the, quote, nicest guy in rock and that he continues to enrich himself gorging on Kurt's fortune and Kurt's goodwill. Give me a break. I mean, that's such a stupid criticism. Obviously, he doesn't like you, so he's going to be mean to you. So maybe he isn't the nicest guy in rock and roll, but he has for sure removed himself from Kurt Cobain's shadow and rarely even talks about Nirvana these days, you know? So it's not like he's holding on to the glory days and like using Kurt's name to make a ton of money right now. He was also in the band. That too, that too. Uh, She went on to say the Foo Fighters and Nine Inch Nails have used her likeness negatively in their music videos. All in good fun. And uh, speaking of Nine Inch Nails, this is uh, sounds pretty serious. She uh, threw out some accusations about Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Said, quote, I've never seen such systemic abuse of kids, girls as young as 12, by him and his crew. That's a hell of an accusation. You know, normally I wouldn't believe Courtney Love when she says anything, but she was 10 years ago one of the first people to publicly call out Harvey Weinstein. She was on a red carpet somewhere and said, somebody asked her, what is the uh, advice you'd give to young actresses in Hollywood? And she said, don't go to Harvey Weinstein's hotel room. I'm not saying she's being uh, honest about Trent Reznor, but a broken clock may be right twice a day. I don't know if she's right here, but she, she was right with Harvey Weinstein. She did add to the post, these two jerks, referring to Trent Reznor and Dave Grohl, these two jerks are not my hashtag me twos because I'm saving my one up but darn, they're close. So she's got another one that she wants to go after at some point, it sounds like. Then just um, say his name now. She deleted the post. Hmm. But, you know, the internet, things don't go away. Yeah, that's the most temporary solution ever. <laughs> <laughs> no love lost there between Dave Grohl, Trent Reznor, and Courtney Love. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. New episode of Loki on Disney Plus today, and it's great here on the program. We've got a guy who sounds just like Owen Wilson, who's one of the stars of the show. Wow. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's a nice little feature, but we don't have a guy who looks just like Loki. Until now, welcome to the program, Bobby Martin. Hi, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. It is incredible how much you look like Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been a crazy past couple of months, especially with the show coming out. But it's, uh, I mean, it's been fun, so I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Bobby is in a band, the James Barker band. He's he's a very talented musician who happens to look like uh, the, the god of mischief. And, like, when did people kind of start pointing that out, making that connection, and how did things snowball to get to the point they're at now? (laughs) It's kind of funny. I mean, I used to get it back in, uh, like, college, I guess, when the first movie came out. The Avengers movie? But not too much. Yeah, the first one. I used to get it uh, back then, and then up until, like, the pandemic, uh, 
I ended up losing some weight, and I was a little bit heavier. But once I lost some weight, it started getting like more and more. Like the, the lower I got, the more often I would get it. And the jawbones became like, more pronounced. Yeah, your cheekbones yeah, are fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. But um, yeah. So like up until like now, when it's going out, it's just been kind of crazy. Because I mean, I've I've always seen it, I guess, but it's um. When my, my TikTok kind of went from, like, 200 followers to, like, 800,000 now, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very overwhelming, but, I mean, it's, it's been pretty fun. So You've embraced it, too. Like, the stuff you're doing on TikTok, it looks like you're having a lot of fun. You've now got the full Loki costume. And, and it, did Disney send you some stuff? Because it almost looks like you're doing promotion for the show. Yeah, so what what happened, what started out as kind of like, like you said, with my band, like we kind of had like a bet when my first one went viral. I think I got like 10,000 followers after the first video. And they were like, oh, there's no way that you could get it to 100,000. And then what turned, when I hit 100,000, it was like, well, there's no way you could get to 200. And it like just snowballed into what it was. And one morning I was just checking my emails and I got an email from like a big advertising thing. And I was just like, well, this is fake, and this is definitely a scam. I'm not <laughs> doing that. And I actually didn't contact them, and they emailed me back again. And uh, so I finally reached out, and it turned out to be like uh, they're called IW Group, and they and they're just they work with Disney Plus and Marvel and other other companies. And uh, they reached out, and they loved all the videos, and they wanted to do a partnership. So I ended up uh, uh, doing something with them. So we've done a couple ads, and. Uh, I mean, it's not 100%, but there's the p- potential that I might actually be able to work with uh, Tom in the future, maybe in like a funny little skit or an ad. So we'll see where that goes. Or even like, even if it wasn't like a funny skit, occasionally I can think of, I, th- I can't remember the woman's name who was on Terminator 2. Uh, what's the star? Linda anyway, Hamilton. Linda Hamilton has a twin sister. So in some of those tricky scenes, they use the twin sister. Yeah, you could be a stand-in for Tom Hiddleston. I don't know if you're the, actually the same height as him, but there's an option for you. Yeah, I'm a slightly shorter, and my my band doesn't uh, doesn't let me forget that. So <laughs> they always tell me that. I'm but I'm a little mean, bit shorter than him, but uh, not by, not by much. There's there's but, celebrity uh, lookalikes, and then there's celebrity doppelgangers. Yeah, uh, and dude, you're in the doppelganger category here. I, I, I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if you don't get stopped once a day. People thinking that you're actually Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh, like a, we're down and I'm living uh, in Nashville right now. And, uh, it's like my girlfriend's here beside me and like, she see everywhere we go. It's like, I get it. It's so often now, like whether it's at the gym, the grocery store. And I mean, like a couple of days ago at the grocery store checking out, like the, the two girls helping us, they were like giggling and then we're walking out and I heard like, that guy looks like Tom Hiddleston. And then one girl like, no, he looks like the Disney Tarzan. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take both. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? You worked your whole life. You're in an incredibly successful band, like gold album, platinum albums. People used to be like, oh, my God, I think that's the guy from James Barker band. And now it's, oh, my God, that guy looks like Loki. So now somehow, despite your amazing accomplishments, you're now the Loki guy. Yeah, is it a blessing and a curse? Yeah, maybe a bit, but I mean, I mean, the coolest thing with, I guess, like music is that, uh, like for us, I guess for country music, it it maybe hasn't always been like the big genre throughout maybe the demographic that like the comic book kind of stuff is. Yeah, yeah. And it's been kind of cool because like I've been obviously trying to like now push our band's music, being like, hey, go check out the band, and a lot of people started coming over, and now they're starting to love our music. So maybe like we're trying to 
convert some of the some of those fans into some JBB fans. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if it, it, it if it takes off. You mentioned your girlfriend. Does she ever get you to wear the Loki costume? If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just the helmet. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's we'll we'll have to we'll talk about that off the air, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty incredible, dude. You've almost got a million followers now on TikTok. What if people want to check you out? If they're listening, to this they're like, how much can this guy actually look like Loki? Uh, what is your your TikTok account? Where are people finding some pics and video? Yeah, so the TikTok account is at Tom Hiddles Twin. So kind of like. Kind of like the name, but with the twin at the end. Like, instead of tin or T-O-N, just twin at the end. So Tom Hiddles Little play twin. on words. <laughs> Very clever. That's Loki for you. <laughs> so much mischief. Yeah, exactly. A mischievous scamp. Uh, Bobby Martin, James Barker Band, they are fantastic. If you're into country music, you want to check them out too. Make sure you do that. And uh, we're going to continue to follow you here. And, and I, I wish, you know, if we get... Uh, the green light to start having some fun out on the street and at events again. We'd love to have Loki at an event or have some fun with you and with some videos or, or something on the air, man, because it is quite incredible how much you look like the guy. Yeah, you guys let me know. I, I know there's been some things that I'm going to start doing up. I know I might I might start working with, like, the sick kid hospitals. I know that they do some things with, like, the... They have like some of the the Marvel lookalikes come in, oh, but yeah, yeah. That's awesome. great maybe, idea. Maybe we'll do something uh, when I'm back up in uh, Canada. It'd be great. <laughs> Sounds good. Enjoy Nashville. There's Bobby Martin, aka Tom Hiddle's twin, on TikTok. Check him out. Life is a pretty amazing thing, Jim. Yeah. Think about how much more amazing it would be if you had your own soundtrack. Hmm? There is an auction that's going on today online at a website called AmplifyX.com. It's to raise money for Leonardo DiCaprio's Earth Alliance charity. And Tom Holkenborg, who is a composer who's worked on movies like Mad Max Fury Road, Deadpool, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, is auctioning off a soundtrack to your life. So he will huh. he will interview you, and based on on what you tell him about your life, what you've done, what you want to do, he will compose a twenty minute score that is yours and yours alone. It is the soundtrack of your life. Okay, kind of neat. So it's an original song. It's not like they're just taking popular songs and tuning it to your life. No, no. He is gonna he's gonna write a twenty minute score that encapsulates what your life is all about. little sample of his work from Justice League. Yeah, that's me coming out of the womb. This is you being born? (laughs) (laughs) Push, Karen! Push! (laughs) I don't think I've done anything epic enough that would warrant this style of music. But the thing is, no matter what you do, if this music is behind it, it becomes epic. You make a sandwich, Taz. This music playing, it's the world's greatest sandwich. (laughs) I remember the time I made that sandwich. (laughs) Ham and turkey. With gravy on the side. It's kind of cool, though. This is what I picture the soundtrack to my life being more like here. (laughs) 
Is this the A and W bear? <laughs> yeah, it's an average day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like you're about to walk off a bridge as you're looking at your phone. <laughs> While I'm eating that sandwich. <laughs> phone in one hand, sandwich in the yeah. other. Whoops. Well, if you want to bid on this, AmplifyX.com is the website. A uh, renowned soundtrack composer could be making the soundtrack to your life. Taz and Jim. It's Joanne. Joanne, what song is going to be on the opening credits to the movie about Joanne's life? (laughs) Working nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to make a living. No kidding. (laughs) Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Sure, a lot of people would be able to incorporate this into the soundtrack of their lives. Yeah, this song only fun to play on the weekends or at 5 p.m. At 9 a.m., not as fun to play. <laughs> it's an after-work song. Yeah, big time. Talking about the uh, composer Tom Holkenborg. He's auctioning off his services to make a personal soundtrack for your life. He uh, He's done the movies Mad Max, Fury Road, Zack Snyder's Justice League, just to name a few. And if you win an auction that's going on today online, he will interview you, get to know you a little bit, and then he's going to write a soundtrack for your life. And we're asking you guys, if you had a soundtrack to your life, what song would be on that soundtrack? What popular song? Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Let me guess. Pearl Jam. <laughs> it's not, not going to be a Pearl Jam song. We're going to stick with the working team and say Loverboy, working for the week. Yeah! Great Friday song. Unless you actually are working for the weekend. I, isn't it... He's not working on the weekend. You're working... Just, just to get to, get to, to the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But if you were working on the weekend and you heard this song, I'm sure it would have a different meaning. Yeah. They should do an acoustic we version. We don't do weekend, song. boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sad version. <laughs> working on the weekend. Everybody's <laughs> working. The BCF Concrete Boys out working hard. I don't know. You guys don't even work weekends. Are you working that hard? Like, not even Saturday mornings? Hey, we do 12 during the week, bud. Good man. Thanks for listening to Taz and Jim, guys. We got Stefan on with us here. Uh, Steph, uh, what what song would you have on the soundtrack to your life? Uh, well, there'd definitely be a lot of Metallica on there. I'm mostly calling with this this composer thing. He's, I, I feel like kind of like what you're saying now, like the a, a personalized soundtrack with existing songs would feel a lot more personal than someone composing a random song like he could be the composing that music right now and just say it's your personal soundtrack yeah he's already got the project done yeah and he yeah, just he's, interviews he's, you and is like yeah this is what i came up with yeah yeah exactly like yeah like i definitely like if if it was more along the lines of like i will interview you and find out your you know favorite bands and all that stuff and put something together i feel like that would be way more personable and probably more accurate yeah i hear what you're saying it would be great, though, knowing you're the only one who has that 20-minute CD or file that, to listen to in the world. 
So would you have to like get like a Bluetooth like wireless speaker and just play it behind <laughs> you all the time as you walk around? <laughs> Like, this As you see, I would want like a Disney style uh, yeah. soundtrack where so I could just break into song randomly <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and anytime you slipped and fell, there would be like a whoop kind of sound. Or <laughs> Stephen Colbert is is back in the Ed Sullivan Theater doing the Late Show. He's pretty excited to be back in front of an audience. And one of his guests this week was John Stewart, who is trending because of the comments he made on on Colbert about the um, the origins of the pandemic, Jim. Yes, he uh, made Colbert a little uncomfortable, I think, with some of the comments, but here's how it started. How do you feel about the science now? Well, so I will say this, I, I, and I honestly mean this, I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, so that's how it began. Uh, is Colbert squirming a little bit at this point? He's, he's definitely. I can't tell if he's squirming or if he's playing the straight man. If he's playing the straight man, he's doing a hell of a job because he seems incredibly uncomfortable and keeps trying to like wrangle the conversation back. It seems and keeps uh, joking about editing the 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 interview. But uh, here's essentially what John's argument uh, is for why he thinks it came from the lab. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay. wait a second. Wait a what about second. this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the (laughs) chocolate factory. (laughs) Pretty solid point. Pretty solid point. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one made before. I, I do enjoy, I have a couple friends who are um, big-time conservatives and everything they post online is, you know, a, a lot of Trump stuff and, and whatever, but they were posting that clip yesterday. They're like, hey, look what John Stewart, John Stewart's got it right. And it's like, yeah, okay. So are we saying that John Stewart is an expert on everything because... Have you heard what he's been saying about everything you believe in for the past 30 years? He's been a registered Democrat for a while. (laughs) You think? On the other hand, there's been a lot of people who refuse to believe that it came from the Wuhan lab because Donald Trump said it did, and they they don't want him to be right. So it's kind of a complicated situation. Well, he is going to, back to television with nothing to prove, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. It'll be interesting to, to hear what he has to say about what's going on or what has been going on over the past five or six years since, uh, since he left uh, The Daily Show. I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. This is big for our Y108 audience. Hamilton Tiger Cats have released their revised 14-game schedule ahead of uh, the CFL season. Uh, This week, the owners voted to proceed with a 14-game regular season. The Ticats released their schedule, 
And it'll kick off with a rematch of the 2019 Grey Cup when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers host the Ticats Thursday, August 5th at 8.30 p.m. The Hamilton home opener is set for Monday, September the 6th at 1 p.m. against the Toronto Argonauts in the Labor Day Classic. Gotta love a 1 p.m. game. Yeah. You know? Wow, this is, Jim, we're, this is one of the things about being on the air in Hamilton. We're excited about becoming big Ticats fans. We got to learn how to Oscar Wee Wee. <laughs> and then also Oski Wawa. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> like we have, this, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, and for us, this is good news. I don't know if everybody loves this, but the Ticats will have afternoon kickoffs in five of their seven home games this season. So we can get to bed at like 8 p.m. Right. Huge. Well, that's always the plan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Depends if the boys win. Yeah, then you never know. And we might lose track of time. But awesome news that the Ticats and the CFL are going ahead with a 14-game regular season. Wow. 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 This is... Owen Wilson's wow. Superpowered Wow. Wow. Here we go. Our contestant is David. Hey, David. Hey, David. Hey. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Can you okay. hear us? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Owen Wilson, can you hear us? Yeah. Wow, hey Taz, I got my files on all these superheroes. The files, not in the computer, in my hands. That was a Zoolander <laughs> reference, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got it, I got it. The files are in the computer? <laughs> okay, so Owen Wilson is now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's on the Loki show, and he is going to describe a superhero in the Marvel Universe that he is meeting for the first time. You guess which superhero it is. Two out of three times, and we'll hook you up with uh, some lotto tickets, okay? Sounds great. Go ahead, Owen Wilson. Wow, welcome. Let me check this out. I gotta say, I love the thing you do with your hands. It's like you're it's like you're playing with a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo. And you're like, yeah, look, cat's in the cradle. Now there's a portal. Look, walk the dog. Now there's a shield. Wow. That would be uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor wow. Strange? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. I wasn't 100% sure. Playing with the yo-yo. I guess he does the thing with his hands where he spins, yeah. makes the circles, Kind of eh? like that thing when, you're, when your sister has a, a string in her hand and she like does the thing. Cats in the cradle. Cats in the cradle, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, next one. Wow, this guy, real popular fella here. Hey, it's an honor, bud. Well, now, I, I don't want to nitpick, but if your superhero name was a bit more accurate, you would be shooting those white ropes out of your butt. I get it. I get it. You, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, nice. Wow. Well, you're probably not going to be able to land Mary Jane with a sticky white substance coming out of your pants. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> Can you let Owen Wilson finish his jokes at least here, David? Come on, I guess. Man. Come on. <laughs> okay. Last one. Let's see if you can get the clean sweep. What are you talking about? You're Thanos' daughter. I mean, he's purple, you're green. Oh, you're adopted. Come on. Maybe Thanos isn't that bad after all. Oh, he killed your biological family and half your planet. Okay, he's back to bad. Who's that? Oh, that's, 
that's either Gomorrah or uh, Nova. You're green. Which one are you going to go for? Green. Gomorrah. He's going yeah. Gomorrah. He's got it. Wow. From Guardians of the Galaxy. David, wow, you know your superheroes. Yeah, I'm a comic book geek. You have got uh, $100 in Lotto 649 tickets, okay? Sweet. Thank you, Owen Wilson. We can't wait to watch the new episode of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Wow. Okay. Do you believe this excuse, or is it one for the Taz and Jim Excuses Hall of Fame? It, this is... It's kind of brought me back to the um, the horse trainer, Bob Baffert, there. He said his Kentucky Derby horse tested positive for banned substances because somebody uh, who was mucking the stalls must have taken cough medicine and then peed on the horse's hay. <laughs> you know. You know. Happens all the time, right? And then it made the horse run faster. Uh-huh. This is uh, Olympic track and field star Shelby Houlihan in the United States, holds the American records for the 1,500 and 5,000 meters. She will not be competing in Tokyo this summer. She got slapped with a four-year ban after testing positive for the steroid Nandrolone. Hmm. But she says she's never heard of Nandrolone. She did Google it after she tested positive, and she found out that certain types of pigs pigs produce high levels of nandrolone and that just before she had her test she ate a pork burrito from a mexican food truck so she's saying the reason she tested positive is that the pork burrito must have had high nandrolone levels (laughs) always blame the sketchy food truck <laughs> I, if, if that was true, then I know a lot of guys who eat all the time at food trucks, and they are not looking like they're on a round of steroids. I can yeah. tell you that much. I've never had a pork sandwich or pork burrito, and thought to myself, "Boy, I bet this is going to improve my uh, fifteen hundred meter time." <laughs> yeah, boy, I'd like to go for a run right now. Unless I'm running to the toilet, and <laughs> <laughs> it might speed things up. <laughs> She's all upset. Thinks officials rush to judgment. Hmm. But uh, U.S. track and field trials kick off this weekend, and she's still out. So it looks like uh, her excuse, nobody was buying it. She's going to have to track down that food truck. (laughs) Test the meat. (laughs) The pork burrito. (laughs) Look at how muscular that guy is. He must eat a lot of pork burritos. (laughs) Canada has been ranked one of the world's frothiest housing markets. Frothiest? Is that good? Frothiest. It depends. Does that mean there's like a uh, draft keg in the house? Or <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, you hear froth- frothy, you think of a cold beer on a patio. Yeah. Um, it means uh, that we're uh, maybe on a bubble. The housing market could be ready to burst because it's so frothy. Hmm. Canada is behind New Zealand in the number two spot of frothiest housing market. <laughs> 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 I know. They just found the thesaurus for the day. Let's yeah. Roll this one out. And the U.S. is behind Canada. They say that they don't know if something's going to happen with with lending rates that could cause a major drop in the value of, of your house, but they think that uh, it could start trending downwards in the near future. Mm. I mean, it seems inevitable, so you'd have to assume it's coming sometime. 
I wonder I wonder what it'll do to the house prices when all these uh, huge billion dollar companies start buying up all these neighborhoods. Have you heard about this, Taz? Yeah, I saw you sent me an article earlier in the week about that. I, 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 think. I heard about American companies like called BlackRock that were <clears throat> multi-billion dollar companies literally buying hundreds of houses uh, in entire neighborhoods in certain spots and I didn't know if it was real or not. And then the next day, it's happening in Canada. There's a play, uh, company called Core Development Group that's uh, bought up to upwards of 4,000 uh, homes and turning them into rental units. Yeah. Uh, which is not going to help house prices, I, I don't believe. Globe and Mail article here that you sent me says that they're targeting Hamilton, London, Kingston, St. Catharines, Barrie, Peterborough, Cambridge, and Guelph before expanding outside Ontario by 2026. So they buy whole neighborhoods, turn the, the, the homes into rental units, and then they keep the equity for themselves. Yeah. So it's going to be harder and harder. I, I read an article that said people under the age of 35 have given up um, being home. There was a certain percentage of them that have half, I think, that have given up being home. 36% of young Canadian adults have given up on owning their own homes. Yeah, that's brutal, man. And then I, I was also kind of just listening to news stories about it, and essentially what they're saying is there's like a law of diminishing returns when you have a landlord that owns so many homes. They'll start crunching the numbers. Like the example was if there's some, maybe some asbestos in the house, they'll crunch the numbers and go, is it worth going and taking all the asbestos out of the house? Or should we just try our luck and just try to get sued? Or like see what happens if we get sued? So I'm not saying that's what this company is going to do or that any company is going to do, but this is what large corporations have done in the past when they buy you know, large buildings or groups of houses at a time. Risk-reward. Yeah. Or risk analysis, right? Mm-hmm. We put so many cars on the road. Okay, sure, five of them may be defective and they may cause massive car accidents, yeah. but it's cheaper to let that happen than it is to fix all the cars. And, and, and people eventually die and they get rid of their homes. You know, their children get their homes sometimes, but they sell them. Corporations don't necessarily ever die. Yeah. So they could have these homes forever. Well, you look at that list and like, where are you going to be able to get an affordable home? Uh, you used to be able to, if you're in the GTA, you could move to Hamilton and you can get something that was reasonable. That's gone. Uh, London, the prices have just uh, like tripled or quadrupled in the last five or six years. Same with Kingston. Like these are all the the places where you could go if you were ready to retire, get out of the GTA, Mm -hmm. uh, a place, a community you may want to move to if you're looking to start your career because you could afford to buy a place out of the gate. And yeah, that's uh, that's exactly the communities that are being targeted by companies like Core Development Group, it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I, I also read that Canada has the least homes available per capita out of the G7. So I think step one is start building new houses. But as long if people can't afford them, then right. what's the point? Yeah, we're in a frothy situation here, gang. <laughs> that is frothy. I wanna see you peacock, your peacock. Here we go with sports, joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, baseball, Major League Baseball cracking down on foreign substances. Yeah, there's been a a lot of talk uh, this entire month, really, uh, for a while in Major League Baseball about pitchers and spin rate. And basically what you need to know about spin rate is uh, the more a ball spins, the harder it is for a hitter to get a hold of it. And the big issue in baseball right now is it's becoming extremely boring. There's a lot of uh, strikeouts, 
there's a lot of home runs, there's a lot of singles, not much else. And so Major League Baseball looking for ways to even things out between pitchers and hitters has looked to foreign substances. And starting June the 21st, they're going to be cracking down on pitchers using foreign substances. And so if a pitcher is caught using a foreign substance, they'll be suspended for 10 games and the team cannot insert a roster replacement for players who are suspended. So the team loses the roster spot for 10 days, which is massive. Wow. We're talking your pine tars, your Vaseline. What do the pitchers use to smear on the ball to get it spinning? So there are... Cream cheese? uh, (laughs) Water-soluble lube? (laughs) There's rosin, which is still okay. It's like... There's a bit of, you know, doctoring, so to speak, that I think hitters are willing to put up with because when you're a pitcher and it's hot, your hand gets, you know, wet, obviously, and, and sweaty. So you do need something like the rosin to be able to better grip the ball. That is not in question. What happens is there's lots of players in a night game or in indoors will have sunscreen and they'll mix the sunscreen with the rosin. That is no longer going to be allowed. There's a lot of players who apparently use something called spider tack, which is something commonly used in world's strongest men competitions. And it was... Oh, yeah. We, uh, Jim and I know all about spider tack, mm-hmm, clearly. Mm-hmm. ST. It's so sticky at times, <laughs> it takes baby oil or WD-40 to get off your fingers, but it's also pretty easy to hide. And once Major League Baseball announced a couple weeks ago they're going to start cracking down on this, the spin rates for a lot of pitchers dropped immediately because they got scared they're going to get caught. And that's when we started to see a bit of an offensive revolution the past couple of weeks in the majors. Sucks uh, to be a spider tack salesman right now, then. (laughs) (laughs) We still have the world's strongest man competition. Thank God the Olympics are coming up. Yeah. (laughs) When someone does something great, we like to give them a kudos. I think this kidney story, Jim, is deserving. Yeah, I'd say. Unheard of, really. Pretty selfless to give your your husband's ex-wife one of your kidneys. <laughs> That's exactly what a Florida woman has done. Newlywed Debbie Neal Strickland says she and her uh, husband's ex-wife, Maylene, were, um, were close, but now they're even closer <laughs> because she was a, almost a perfect match to donate her kidney she went ahead and did it hmm yeah that's usually that is a fierce rivalry the new wife and the ex-wife yeah sometimes people won't even give a kidney to their brother or sister you know that's that's a pretty big move to give it to, to your husband's ex the husband definitely has a type <laughs> apparently he knows he likes him by the kidney style i guess <laughs> mates. <laughs> by their kidney. Uh, doctors couldn't even believe what a close match we were. They thought we were such a close match. It was unbelievable. I feel like it was God's intention mm-hmm. that it was my destiny. I think I think it makes a big difference because I think they um, are step-parents to each other's kids or however that yeah, works. So there are some kids involved kids here. Kids involved, so the, the new mom wanted the, the biological mother to be around for her children, which is which is pretty nice. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Uh, if that's exactly what she intended, maybe she started just hacking darts and smoking three packs a day before she donated her kidney to try to give her a bum kidney or something like that. 
playing the long game. Uh, that's more lungs. Oh, I'm sure it doesn't help the kidneys. Yeah. What hurts your kidneys? Eating a lot of salt. <laughs> she went on a high-sodium diet. That'll show her. They do say if you get divorced, you lose half your stuff. I didn't think it applied to your new wife's kidney, though. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.